0: <laughs> What's up, internet? My name's Nerdy,
1: and I'm Clarus.
0: We get Nerdy Nightly.
1: We thought we'd share it with you.
0: The Croods Two has finally done it. <music> that is right. Welcome back to a Monday edition of the Nightly Morning Show, the ninety-first edition of the Nightly Morning Show. Here from yeah. the couch in our apartment. Uh, how are you doing today, Clarus? Uh,
1: alright. I'm I'm sleepy. Why are you sleepy? I'm always sleepy. That's fair. That's
0: fair. (laughs) Uh, if you're watching this on our YouTube or listening to it on our podcast feed, please know that you can join us live on Twitch, Monday Mm -hmm. through Friday for the next two weeks only. Uh, and then after that, Monday mornings, uh, where we record this show live. Uh, for those of you who did not catch our announcement on Friday, the nightly morning show is going to be going to a weekly format yeah. uh, instead of being five days a week mm-hmm. uh, because we're tired and um, we
1: but we we just have other stuff that we want to do as well and the morning show makes that hard yeah. and mm-hmm. we still want to do it because we love doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to do it Monday mornings.
0: Uh, so the morning show is going to be moving to 1030 Eastern Standard Time uh, on Mondays once mm-hmm. a week. It's going to be a 90 minute show. Uh, and, uh, it's gonna have more segments, more guests, mm-hmm. uh, doing it, doing it one day a week is gonna be able to open up some, uh, cool opportunities for it, so yeah. we're very excited for that.
1: Yeah, for sure, and, um, uh, what was I gonna say? There's something about it.
0: Good sentence. And bro. that
1: was, that was it. That. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you are, you are welcome.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Oh, no, I meant to say we're getting to episode 100.
0: We are going, Yes. Yeah. Next Friday is going to be episode 100, yeah, um, and then episode 101 will start the new format. Yeah. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of a big weekend for nerddom.
1: Yes, it was. We
0: had we had the big drop of this Snyder Cut trailer, and uh, if you want to check out our uh, reaction, our initial thoughts, they're up on the YouTube, but I wanted to ask you, now that you've had a day to digest it,
1: mm-hmm. how are
0: you feeling about it?
1: I feel like I need to watch it again.
0: Honestly. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: there was so much in it that I I, I it's it's a blur it's a haze. Mm-hmm. Um, like we we talked obviously in our in our reaction trailer about it, mm-hmm. and as far as trailers go, I think they did a really good job. Um, it definitely made me interested in the movie. Um, the I think their only slight downfall is that I don't think the trailer was captivating for people who weren't already invested in the Snyder Cut or mm-hmm. in Justice League, um, but other than that, yeah, I, I think that the, the trailer is very interesting, and then, of course, the end was odd.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, um, when I really think about it, I wonder who outside of, like, the fandom this movie is for,
1: yeah. um,
0: you know what I mean, like, I, and I say that as a, I'm a huge nerd, I will watch this day one, like, I, you know, I love these characters. Yeah. I, I, I acknowledge that I am the target demographic for this trailer. Yeah. And it worked for me. But mm-hmm. I've also, like, read The Dark Side War. I've also read... You know what I mean? Like, I, I know who this character is. I know who all these characters are.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And so for me, like, I was like, oh, this is for me. Mm-hmm. When I do step back and think about it, like, oh, if this isn't for me... I don't know who this movie's for. Yeah. Because it's confusing, right? Like, how do you explain to a general audience member who doesn't pay attention to this stuff, oh, no, it is the same movie as the Justice League that did come out, but it's also not because there was a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff that yeah. you don't care about. Um, it, it is interesting that, like, there's kind of a weird, like, almost marketing dilemma behind Yeah. That.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's important to recognize that that's, like, a tough thing to navigate. Yeah.
0: But I think they're um, doing the best they can. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do, now that we're, now that we've had it for a day, the, the end of the trailer, uh, with Joker saying we live in a society, um, I'm, I'm at the point now where if it's going to be in the movie, which it looks like it is, I'm glad it's in the trailer.
1: So it doesn't like surprise everyone in the movie? Yeah,
0: because it makes me laugh. And now when I see it in the movie, I won't laugh at it because I'll know it's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like if that had been in the movie and not in the trailer, it would have taken me out of the movie completely. I would have been like... Really, you threw the meme in there, yeah. Because there was that petition to get um, Joaquin Phoenix to say it in the movie The Joker, and that petition got to like sixty thousand signatures. Um, and obviously, he, Joaquin Phoenix did not say that line in the Joker movie. Yeah, um, he didn't end up doing it despite the petition. Uh, so I don't, like, I know that it's Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder and Jared Leto knew what it was when he said it. You know what I mean? Like they knew what they were doing. Um, and it is a meme and I'm just, I'm glad that they got the joke out of the way so that I can like take it seriously when I see the film. Yeah. Cause I feel like this movie wants to be taken seriously. I don't know why, but it feels like it wants to be taken seriously. I don't
1: know what would give you that impression.
0: Um, but in other movies that you should take seriously, y'all. I can't,
1: I can't believe this.
0: So, it hasn't it hasn't reached its ultimate goal. Not its ultimate goal. My ultimate goal for The Crudes 2 is that it's going to pass Tenet. Mm-hmm. It's not quite there yet. But, y'all, if you've been following our saga of The Crudes, Yes. The Crudes 2, a new age, has been in theaters now for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been making like $1.8 million a week. And it is always like number two at the box office and everything else falls. Everything mm-hmm. else has disappeared. One Woman 1984 came and went... Um (laughs) everything else has come and gone.
1: And
0: And it's usually sitting at about a a 1.8 million dollars each week. But this weekend, this weekend it skyrocketed. Crudes 2 is going to the moon, baby! Because the Crudes of New Age jumped 21.4% to gross $2 million forty thousand dollars.
1: Wow. Which is
0: significant because there was a new movie in theaters. Um There was a new movie in theaters called Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a a story about the Black Panther Party that I really want to see. The trailers for it are unbelievable. Daniel Kalu is in it, who's like an unbelievable, remarkable actor. Mm -hmm. Um, Dominique Fishback, a girl I went to uh, college with, is uh, one of the female leads of that movie. Oh,
1: wow. Um,
0: I'm really excited to see Judas and the Black Messiah. Haven't had a chance to yet. But it only grossed $2 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the Croods 2, by a margin of $40,000, is number one at the box office again in its 12th week of release.
1: Well done. Well done, Croods.
0: (laughs) This is insanity. Yeah. This is becoming like actual insanity. This movie jumped up 21%.
1: It's because everyone, like, saw us talking about it on the morning show. I
0: just can't. I'm like,
1: oh, God, right, we gotta go see this movie. You know, everyone's <laughs> been, like, rooting for it.
0: Miller says, "What? what's a theater? Oh, you mean the Croods 2 viewing building? Like, and here's the thing. Two million dollars, it's not a lot of money. Like, in a normal cycle, this would be a terrible weekend at the box office. Yeah. But it's just so funny that this little animated film from November is still...
1: Still going.
0: Just Just chugging along, doing its thing. Having a good time. Having a good
1: time. Slow and steady, you know. Um, Although not really slow. Slow for normal times, but not for like pandemic times.
0: Uh, In an interesting move, Wonder Woman 1984 also jumped way up. Uh, Wonder Woman uh. jumped 43.6% from its previous weekend. Uh, up to wow. 1.3 million. It had dropped under a million last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had talked last weekend about how uh, the Super Bowl weekend is typically a bad weekend at the box office. Yes. Um, and so this might just except be... For except for the makes Except for the crudes, which held steady. Uh, this might just be a reflection of that. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, interest in Wonder Woman might have uh, been sp- uh, peaked uh, a little bit by the fact that the Snyder Cut trailer was coming out this weekend. Yeah. There was a lot of online chatter about... Um, wonder woman about Snattercut, about dc mm-hmm. uh and so that might have driven more people to the box office yeah um but uh wonder woman is now sitting at 41.8 million dollars total domestic box office uh which for a pandemic you know it, it's not Crude's two numbers Crude's two is sitting at 48.3 million uh so um
1: uh keep going baby you got this
0: <laughs> uh so uh, i'm sure that barbara is uh just feeling that jealousy she's going to turn back into cheetah try and take down the Crudes, oh but my um go on uh, also in the top five, the Little Things actually beat uh, Wonder Woman at 1.88 million, uh, nice. and the Marksman's at 1.1 million, um, and uh, the new movie Land is at number six. I, I've never heard of this movie, but it grossed 940 thousand dollars in its opening weekend.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know it.
0: Um, and Willy's Wonderland, a movie that I can't wait to see. I'm probably gonna, I might watch it while you play D and D. That came in at 95 thousand dollars f- from box office, which isn't surprising. It is a pure VOD release. Uh, and that's at number 13. Mm-hmm. So, Nick Cage, uh, unlucky number 13 for Nick Cage on his opening weekend.
1: Yeah. Or maybe maybe that was on purpose.
0: Or oh, maybe it was on purpose. Maybe it's all planned. Illuminati. There's a triangle, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh,
1: my God. We
0: live in a society.
1: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you were like, you're going to watch Willy's Wonderland with me? And I was like, no.
0: That video didn't get to 69 likes. All oh, I had yeah. to do was get 69 likes and she had to watch it. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's yeah. a shame. Mm-hmm. It's a shame it's a shame although uh, over the See weekend that? our uh, the nerdy nightly tiktok passed a hundred thousand likes Ay. which is cool i've never had a hundred thousand people like me before um and i still don't <laughs> um <laughs>
1: wow <laughs> um in a
0: in a interesting twist on the box office though uh something unexpected happened this weekend oh uh the avengers endgame lost one of its records Um, Uh, yes,
1: we talked about this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so uh,
0: for those of you who don't know, uh, Endgame broke like every box office record when it was released. Yeah. Uh, And one of those records was the largest uh, box office return in a single market in one weekend, that being uh, $357 million in North America on its opening weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not the record anymore, though, um, because Detective Chinatown 3... Um, the third sequel in a very, very popular Chinese, uh, film, uh, series Mm -hmm. debuted in China over the weekend, um, uh, to 393 million American Mm dollars. Uh, it actually, it raked in uh, 2.57 billion of the local currency. Right. Um, uh, but that translates to 393 million dollars in one weekend in one market, that being China. Um, it is the largest opening for a movie in a single market ever. Uh, and it is an incredible, um, it is an, it's an incredible accomplishment. It is also a testament mm-hmm. to, uh, the difference in how the coronavirus pandemic is being handled internationally versus, uh, North America. Yeah. Uh, the fact that China is able to have its movie theaters open to have the capacity available for people to spend this much money at the movie theater is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering I have not been to a movie theater since Tenet in yeah. August Yeah. in Alberta.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is tragic. Which is tragic. Um, there there was <laughs> also a, a second movie um that came out uh, that grossed 160 million dollars behind that. So it's not even like all the box office money was poured into Detective Chinatown three. Yeah. Um, no, there, there is was is a second time. film. Um, I I don't have it in this article that I'm reading from Comic but I did read on another site that there was another. Um, uh, Chinese film that we at least uh, this is a uh, time of year where uh, China typically closes down its box office to outside films um, And it's sort of a nationalistic uh, holiday uh, where a lot of people go see Chinese films This happens every year this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not surprising to see a movie do really well, uh, but 393 million dollars is unbelievably huge and um, the, this is uh, yeah, it's a huge success uh, Detective Chinatown uh, is a huge huge huge, huge franchise there mm-hmm. um, and um, I kind of want to check out a Detective Chinatown movie
1: yeah I, I've never I seen I want to see what the hype is about
0: yeah but they're beloved like yeah clearly
1: well yeah that's like that's an incredible accomplishment mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, to beat out Endgame like that yeah um, I mm-hmm. mean the end game is fine yeah but, and, and but... like the
0: global the, the thing about the Chinese box office is there, there are movies that do really really well there um, yeah uh, and they blow up. There are movies that make 800, 900 million dollars in China alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have the ability to get to that next level because they aren't proliferated throughout the world as much. Yeah. Um, American films don't make as much in North America unless you are um, uh, uh, The Force Awakens, uh, which al- almost hit a billion dollars in the US alone. Right. Um, but um, the they don't make as much in North America, but they are such global releases. Yeah. Uh, and Chinese box office movies have not yet been able to kind of penetrate out in that same way mm-hmm. um and uh you know I, there are movies that come across from china that do very well obviously um there are movies that do wellish uh that i really love to go see i really like the animated yeah. film nietzsche which mm-hmm. was really good um and uh the wandering earth which was a, a sci-fi movie that they ended up on netflix in north america so oh, it didn't okay. manage to add to its box office but was a really impressive massive scale sci-fi film from china which yeah. was really good uh two years ago 2019, yeah, let's go with 2019. I might be wrong.
1: Mm. <laughs> we're sticking with
0: it. <laughs> we're sticking with it. Um, do, when do you think we're going to see a movie that passes Endgame's global three billion dollar goal? I don't think it's three billion dollars. I think it's like two point nine or something. Um, do you think we'll see a movie pass that?
1: You know, uh, hmm. Probably not for... Probably not for another decade. Yeah. If there's something that does pass it, I think that... Um, uh, I, I don't think we know what it is yet. Like, I wouldn't... I don't think I'd hmm. be able to guess. I think it's something that will be, like, worked towards... Here's the thing, uh, you know, um, there you also have to take an account for inflation. So movie... Like, they made this much money in this year in 20 years there's going to be another movie that surpasses it but that's just because yeah, that's money true. is worth less is that like uh you know you know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I do um, um I don't know
0: I I'm curious to see if like the the online streaming and stuff I wonder if a movie will ever be able to pass that or or even come close I wonder yeah. I wonder if like the the changes to the theatrical model are to the point now where I if like you'll never see a movie come close to that again um, just because of the the way we watch content now and like you know I don't know I don't know how you could ever recreate the success of Endgame um, and get that many people interested in one thing again in you... the way that like people i mean, and, and, and like maybe the next Avengers movie has that you know what I mean like maybe the yeah. next Avengers movie with uh, you know the new Avengers movie with Shang Chi uh, it's a more div- the next Avengers movie will be more diverse its leading cast will be more diverse. Yeah. So maybe it plays better internationally. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like the, with the way that we consume content now and like the way that this year in particular has affected movie theaters and movie theater chains and... You yeah. know, HBO Max gets all the... The Warner Brothers movies, they won. Like, I just... I don't know if we're going to have that same kind of thing happen again.
1: Yeah, that's why I say th- I'm sure there will be something eventually, but we don't know what it is yet because the reason Endgame did so well is because they have so many years of history behind it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there have people started with the comics and then bringing those to life and bringing them to movies, making them more accessible for people... And just reaching such a broad spectrum of human beings, mm-hmm. um, I think that there. I think that there will be something someday that does that again in, in a similar way that has years and years of history and backstory. But like I said, I I don't I couldn't guess what it is right now because I don't believe there's anything yeah right now on that scale.
0: Yeah, I agree with that um you would have to be something that like the only way to beat endgame at this point would have to be something that plays massively in china
1: Mm -hmm. um and
0: Mm -hmm. massively in the united states yeah um and just because you know the china is the biggest box office in the world now that's that's been cemented yeah um there's just more people by a threefold you know what i mean yeah um so it's tough uh captain cinnamon buns our, our good friend captain cinnamon buns in the chat, uh, is saying, "I think Endgame, among others, has done a little bit of damage to movies. Every movie has to be the biggest thing ever. A lot of great indies, comedies, etc., are getting streaming releases instead of coming to theaters, even before the pandemic." Um, that, here's the thing: that is that is not the fault of Endgame. That is the and 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 here's why: like it, it, it it's a little bit of like that's putting the cart before the horse a little bit. Comedies weren't doing well before end game Mm -hmm. it's not like them it's not like the marvel movies that killed off the comedy we got we got like the judd apatow era of comedies and they did really well for a long time Mm -hmm. and there hasn't been a style of comedy movie that has followed that up the judd apatow era is kind of done um the knocked up the 40 year old virgin like that kind of movie comedy doesn't work anymore um and the new kind of comedy right now is a more diverse comedy that doesn't work for everyone We're not seeing, like, four tentpole comedies coming out right now. We're seeing a lot of, like, niche comedies for specific groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those tend to do better on a streaming service than they do in theaters. You look at a movie like Booksmart, which came out uh, in 2019. It's a brilliant film. It's very funny. It's not for everyone. It's for the people it's for. It's very much for the people it's for. It's just not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it didn't really do well in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, The last movie, the last comedy that really did well in theaters that's a pure comedy is probably um, Game Night um, which is a brilliant brilliant funny great movie if you haven't seen Game Night I highly recommend it Um, but like comedies have been struggling at the box office Um, romantic comedies started to struggle first and then they went away and now they're back on Netflix Uh, and then comedy started to struggle and then they went away Uh, and I think that part of it is just that we don't want to spend money at the movie theater anymore unless it's a big budget action film yeah Um, unless there's lots of explosions and it's worth seeing on a large screen Mm -hmm a comedy like there, there's now that we have 50 inch televisions at home not everyone obviously i'm not but like you know now that a now lot that of people have, you
1: have the ability to put one in your home you
0: can get a 15 television for pretty cheap like
1: well in in yeah
0: no but you can't like realistically if you want one you it might not be like the highest refresh rates right mm-hmm. but like you can get a 50 inch television for what it cost to get a 24 inch television 15 years ago yeah you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just just comparable pricing. Yeah. The, the cost of a big television now is so much less than it was when I was in college even.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um,
0: uh, my first television I bought when I moved out of my college dorm into my apartment
1: mm-hmm. cost
0: more than the 50 inch television. It was 20 inches. It cost more than the 54 inch television that I bought seven years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated the, I bought it on a Black Friday sale. Like there's other parts of it. Um, but, a a comedy like, like Date Night, or, um, any, like, any bidge budget comedy, the the effective scene at home, the only difference is you don't see it with a group. Um, but, like, the movie isn't any better on a big screen, typically. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Snyder Cut, like, we were watching the Snyder Cut trailer yesterday, and I was like, no, I, really, this looks majestic. Yeah. I want to see this on the largest screen on Earth. I want you to project it on the side of a mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um... So, I don't know. I think that that's a part of it. I think that the access to high-def ways of watching things at home actually killed comedies more than Endgame did.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, like, uh, to counterpoint that as well, though, you know, having streaming services does allow for uh, projects that are more niche to be widely accessible because they would know, Oh, is there Thank Arby? you for those biddies, Azurbi! Um.
0: I'm gonna be playing Ultimate Werewolf on Azurby's channel on Wednesday night. So if you guys want to come see some some comedy on the small screen, (laughs) uh, come check out uh, Twitch TV slash Azurby on Wednesday night, and I'll be playing some improv Werewolf.
1: That'll be fun. Yeah,
0: I wish my hair was gonna be pink for it, but um. Well, we
1: could dye it tomorrow.
0: Uh, Well, we'll find a way. We're gonna we're gonna dye my hair pink. I know it's gonna happen. Sorry, what were you gonna say?
1: Um, I was saying that um, that there. um, Movies try if, if you're going to theater and you want to like reel in like a bunch of people and make a bunch of money. Um, I f- like sometimes movies can get more generalized or watered down, mm-hmm. um, because they they want it to be as successful as possible. I think it's nice having streaming services and having movies that don't feel the pressure to be in, in theaters, they can, yeah, they can be more creative and be what they want to be, be more niche go for a really focused targeted audience and not have the pressures of having to like release in theater and meet certain numbers and things like that. They can do what they do and then like sell it to Netflix and then
0: Well yeah, and like if you look at it like there's things that are coming out now that wouldn't come out, right? In theaters. Um to all the boys I've ever loved before would never have come out in theaters in this day and age. It would have fifteen years ago. Like that movie would have crushed in two thousand five. Um, but it it wouldn't have come out Mm -hmm. modern times. It just wouldn't have. People aren't making romantic comedies for the big screen right now, but because of the Netflix audience and because of the way that we watch things to all the boys I've ever loved before comes out, becomes a massive hit. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. I probably won't, you know, it's not really for me, but it is for the people that it is for. Yeah. And the third one, the, the finishing, um, act of their trilogy just came out this past weekend. And you know that that is for its niche audience and that's awesome i love yeah. that there's an audience for that and i love that they're getting the content that they want mm-hmm. and i don't think they would have gotten access to that content in theaters and so like there's this there's this idea that like streaming is killing off the like four quadrant big tentpole films in a way and it kind of is in a way mm-hmm. um but it's also because like a lot of those movies used to come out and they weren't for a lot of people and people would be disappointed in them because be like, it's fine mm-hmm. it, i enjoyed it yeah it went boom boom um Whereas, like, now, like, I feel like people are watching the stuff they want to watch more. Mm-hmm. Which also means that people are turning things off more in the middle of something if they don't like it. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, 100%.
0: Which is wild, but... <laughs> that never used to happen. Like, usually you'd stick through things because, like, meh, it was the only thing on Tuesday at 7.
1: Yeah, like, it was on. Even if, you know, you walked out of the room to go get a snack and didn't care. Like, it was still on. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I've done it. I put on something, like, oh, my God. calling it out i was like shadow hunters is a guilty pleasure of mine i know it is i'm so sorry
0: i'm aware it's not good but i it it is a guilty pleasure yeah
1: i i was like oh i liked these books i turned it on and i was like "Uh." i like i like (laughs)
0: magnus magnus is dope um that's fair yeah no it's fair i you know i i generally finish movies i there aren't a lot of movies that i've stopped watching in the middle
1: yeah angley's hulk even if because like like I wanna talk about it afterwards. Yeah. You know, like I wanna like um and I feel like when I invest an hour already into a movie, I'm like I can't Yeah. I, I don't know. But I get that and I think having that option, you know, is 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 awesome. I, I like that about the way that entertainment is headed.
0: I also when I'm watching a movie at home that I don't like and I want to get to the end, I do just start working. Yeah. I pull out my laptop. It's on. I finish it. I know what happened. But I'm, I'm on my... I'm on the internet.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Should we move on to uh, the rest of our news stories? Let's do it. Uh, the fallout from Gina Carano's uh, comments on Instagram continues as Hasbro is announced that they will not be putting out the six-inch Black Series and Vintage Collection figures uh, for Cardoon. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Hasbro Ooh, puts out wow. um, Black Series uh, figures of uh, almost every character mm. in Star Wars. Um... They, they've done a really good job with these Black Series figures. They are gorgeous action figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, very collectible. And there's going to be a lot of collectors who are going to be very upset to hear this. Um, but uh, they will not be releasing the Cara Dune action figures uh, as they do not want to be associated with uh, the statements that she has made. Um, and uh, in a statement, uh, they said, uh, in light of the recent events, we've... Uh... Oh, no, wait. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, Lucasfilm's uh, statement said... Uh, uh, there is no plan for her to be employed by Luke's in the future. Uh, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. And so uh, it has been uh, made really clear that they are going to be pulling back. Uh, and uh, yeah, no Cara Dune in the Six Inch Black series figures.
1: Damn. Yeah, I was surprised to hear this. Do they have them manufactured already?
0: Oh, if there are some manufactured and those get out into the market, they're going to be big, yeah. big, big. Big like price items like People
1: Bay. are gonna want
0: yeah.
1: those. No. Which I don't know, that kinda makes me nervous. I feel like it kinda defeats the point. Of... It's
0: it's sort of like um uh the uh Nintendo store in Japan had to issue an apology last week. We didn't talk about this on this show, but uh uh they put out a Magnemite plushie and on, on Magnemite, um the magnets on both sides have a red and a blue end and the reverse, right? On one end it's red on top, on one on the other it's blue on top. Uh, and they put out a plushie in the Nintendo store that had, I think it was blue on top on both sides. And so they immediately put out an apology. Uh, they stopped manufacturing them wrong. And then they said that you can trade yours in for a right one,
1: mm-hmm. for
0: one that's been corrected. And
1: people are like, no, do not
0: trade it in. Don't. Because take- the wrong Magnemite plushie. The, the, the poor, the wrongly manufactured man- might Pludgy is going to be worth so much money in five years. Yeah. Collectors will buy that off of you for thousands of dollars because there's probably only a few thousand of them. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of them are going to get ruined or traded in and the ones that get traded in are going to get like, you know. Yeah. Recycled. So like keep your, sorry, Pokemon store, uh, Hero of Windows, me, it's the Pokemon store in your, or in, uh, Japan. If you're in Japan, if you're in Japan and you can get me a wrongly manufactured Magnumite plushie, please. Miller, please send it to me. Um,
1: uh, no, I, I doubt that you'd be able to get fine one now. Um, but yeah, don't trade it in. That that stuff's going to be worth money.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Some serious cash.
0: Serious cash. Uh, which is what happens every time they mess something up.
1: Yeah.
0: The the mess up al- is always <laughs> worth more than the right.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. That, um, the, the, the original Harry Potter book that we have, mm-hmm. with the, the typo in the list...
0: With um, the two wands? Yeah, yeah.
1: Is, um, apparently worth something.
0: Um, the, the Batman, I think it's called Batman Dark, the comic book where you can see Batman's penis. Um, uh, the, the issue, the original print issues where you can see his penis are worth a lot.
1: I'm sure they um, are. Um, because they
0: reissued it without that
1: I'm later. I'm sure yeah. they are. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, th- this is definitely an interesting and strong move. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have thought that they would care
0: yeah
1: but you know i you know
0: well because the series is already out right like it's not like gina it's not like they're gonna go back and like cgi christopher Plummer into the series at this point um rest in peace uh yeah but he's also like the go-to for like this because of the kevin fake whatever you guys know i don't know why i'm explaining that um captain marvel 2 is coming oh Um, boy and it has cast its villain um, newcomer to the scene in that I, I, don't know who she is, but apparently she got really, uh, she got acclaimed for her performance in the movie Velvet Buzzsaw, which I have not seen.
1: Wait, Velvet Buzzsaw? You mean the movie about the paintings that come to life and kill you?
0: Was that in 2019? I think so. Yeah, she, uh, so, uh...
1: I've heard it was bad.
0: Zawe, uh, Zawe... I, I i hope it's all right ashton uh has been uh cast as the unnamed babby
1: interesting okay. yeah
0: um and and so uh, the the trade uh, deadline reported uh while the exact character is unknown sources do say ashton will be the main villain though as we know of all marvel films there's always a chance the other that another antagonist may remain hidden until the very end of the film which is a very interesting bizarre sentence because that's not the case in a lot of marvel films yeah um
1: that's okay. Um, but choice. there is
0: there are people uh, speculating that she will be the scroll Queen Varanke, or Varanki, or I, it's a Skrull name. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> like I don't. I,
1: I, um. Yeah.
0: Who is very important to Secret Invasion, which we know they're going to be doing at some point. Yeah. So the the setting up Secret Invasion in Captain Marvel two with this incredible character Varanke is dope. Um and uh I, that sounds great. I, I like. I want All it. All
1: right. Um, I'm
0: just small casting bit of news there but it's cool that captain marvel 2 is starting to get going here we're gonna we're gonna be getting more news and they're probably gonna start filming uh early uh or late this year early next year i think Mm -hmm. so i'm very excited for that i like captain marvel i know a lot of people don't i like it
1: i think that's the one marvel movie i still haven't seen
0: um is that the only one have you seen you've seen ragnarok
1: yep
0: wow is that the only one okay we need to get to that yeah we also need, we have to watch all the DC movies so we can do that rank video we wanted to oh do. Oh
1: god, yeah.
0: Um, in video game news, uh, y'all Valheim, <laughs> y'all hear Y'all hear about this Valheim game everyone's talking about?
1: Yep.
0: Valheim appears to have Steam's biggest ever launch for a survival game. This wow. is according to IGN. Uh, this game is taking off.
1: That's great. Um,
0: uh, on February 14th, Valheim hit an all-time peak of 367,443 players at one time barely 2 weeks following its release. Uh that is compared to um uh Terraria highs the all-time high with 489,000 uh back in May 2020, although that was a one-time thing because of it, it was, was the final update ah. to the game. Um and uh it, it Terraria typically pulls in 30 000 to 50,000 players. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Valheim it's it's a uh, highest peak other than that one in May of 2020 was 159,000 which is h- half of what Valheim is currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um and uh games like Rust and Ark typically have maybe 100,000 uh Rust the peak for Rust all time is 245,000 peak uh continuous players.
1: Okay.
0: Um so, Valheim's so doing well. Valheim is crushing it
1: that's really cool
0: um and it's only in early access this game isn't even technically out
1: yeah um yeah so it it is a multiplayer game um i don't know if is there a single player option
0: uh i don't know
1: not sure not sure on that um it is a survival
0: game i i i I, I, there's nothing that says that you have to play with other people
1: yeah i'm Um, sure you can just you can be alone
0: in a server Yeah. yeah Yeah, that would um, make sense. I'm gonna be playing Valheim tonight. Uh Scary Daydream and I, uh, and uh, Mad Lad Madlad Scanny, all from the community. Uh that we were going to be playing uh, in the server that we started on Thursday night last week. Yeah. Um and like continuing to work on our little homestead. Uh so I'm very excited about that. It's a really fun game. Valheim is Valheim is really cool. It
1: it looks it it looks dope. Like yeah. I, I I really wanna play this. I feel like I would really like it. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I mean we played for like Hours. And it just, it, the time was just flying by. It was kind of surprising at how, like, easy and, like, um, just, just how easy it is. You yeah. Know? And, and and not easy. Like, it's hard. We died a lot. It's, it's hard to figure out. Okay. It doesn't, there's not a lot of tutorials. You kind of have to, like, figure it out yourself. Okay. Um, but it does, the, the figuring out is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding they stone is a pain it... in the butt. There needs okay. to be more stone. Valheim there's not enough stone there's so much wood and there's so much flint but i don't need flint i need stone so just like give me more stone you know sure um uh here everyone is saying you can make a private server yes you can make a private server um and uh yeah it's a good time
1: yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to build a a little house
0: build a little house oh we'll have a little homestead yeah yeah the nerdy nightly homestead Um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I, I, this, I, this game has blown up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even hear about it until like three days after its early access launch. And now it's like the only,
1: yeah,
0: it's, it's the Among Us thing all over again. Right. Like it's just like, things are just blowing up randomly. It's
1: like the right person gets a hold of it and plays it like probably on Twitch or something. And it's like, everyone's like, I need to get on this game.
0: Yeah. 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 And so to come back to the nerdy nightly at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, if you want to watch me play Valheim with my Franz. My palm fronds.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in a last little fun story of the day. Um, over the weekend, Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States, um, if you look at life from a certain perspective, and the 45th president of the United States, if you look at it from another perspective. Um, there's a really weird thing in the, in the United States of America where Grover Cleveland is the 22nd and 24th president of the United States. because there was someone who was president in between between. his terms because he he he, so he won he was president for four years then he lost and was not president for four years then he came back and was president for another four years now if you believe that grover cleveland can be both the 22nd and 24th president of the united states then joe biden Biden is 46, 46 which is what is official however If you, like me, like John Green, who is the man who brought this to my attention, or many people online who are like, he is still just the 22nd president of the United States. He just happened to be president again later. But he cannot Mm. be both the 22nd and the 24th president because he is a single man. Um, then Joe Biden is actually the 45th president of the United States.
1: Interesting. That's so weird. Yeah. But the news, they, they all call him 46.
0: I know. So. I know, but it, it, and that did not bug me until I found out about Grover Cleveland. And now it bugs me. Yeah. Because Grover Cleveland is not two people.
1: Yeah. That He's makes a sense. single person. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Anyway,
0: President Joe Biden, um, beat his, uh, granddaughter at, uh, Mario Kart over the weekend, uh, while playing at Camp David. Uh, and
1: <gasps> oh, I love that's the news. The
0: important part of this story mm-hmm. is that Camp David has an arcade, and now I want to be president of the United States so that I get my own personal arcade.
1: That would be pretty bomb, right? Not gonna lie, right? That would be that would be great.
0: Um, it's uh, in a post that his granddaughter put on Instagram, which is adorable. Uh, he he wiped her butt, <laughs> so uh, g- g- good mm. on you, Commander in Chief.
1: Well done, well done. Hey, if you can win at Mario Kart, you can do anything.
0: We don't usually talk about political news on uh, this uh, uh, show, but uh, this is the kind of political news we will cover.
1: We like it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's, it's like, you know, when <laughs> a, um, AOC played Among Us on Twitch, you know what I mean? We are like, we have to talk I, about she this. She still hasn't
0: invited me. So rude. It's so rude. We're fellow New Yorkers. We came from like, very, we were very close to each other mm-hmm. in New York a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mm.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: I know. I'm just like AOC. Where's my invite? I want to play Among Us with you. One do you day. think? Do you think that like if One you day. do you think that if you get imposter and you kill AOC in the game, the Secret Service looks into you just to make sure? No. Do you think that AOC cheats at Among Us by having the Secret Service like s- uh, screen snipe for her?
1: No. No, I don't. <laughs> that would be absurd.
0: I love the idea that the Secret Service is peeking in like, uh, yeah. ma'am, ma'am, mm-hmm. yes, uh, Nerdy Knightley is the imposter, yeah. Yeah, you're going to want to vote him out for your safety. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. I hate that. Uh. Uh,
0: that's
1: good. That's good. They're, they're just, like, lurking in all the, the chats at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They all have, like, a LurkBot account. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what boy. if the
0: Lurkbots are the secret service?
1: No. No, they no. don't. They
0: don't. They don't have time for that.
1: Yeah, they 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 don't got time for that shit. <laughs> Not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> Y'all, that is the news. That is the show. Thank you for being here for another nightly morning show. Our ninety-first.
1: Ninety-first. I
0: know we're almost as old as Betty White. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's we look how worse. that works
0: oh man uh y'all if you enjoyed the show if you're watching on youtube please like the uh video and please subscribe to the channel we are we are at 449 subscribers we're so close to 450 450. um yeah. but we're gonna get there yes we are we are gonna get there it's gonna happen um and if you're listening to our podcast feed uh consider rating the show five stars over yeah. on the podcast feed uh it's easy to do give us a little review and we will read your review live on the show because um that's a thing that people with podcasts do Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're going to do the thing.
0: I'm going to be playing Valheim tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. I know I've said it multiple times, but one last plug. Twitch.tv slash NerdyNightly. Come check it out. I'm going to be playing with Scary Daydream and Mad Lad Scanny. It's going to be a good time. And you...
1: I'm over at uh, twitch.tv slash You're
0: streaming tomorrow on a Tuesday.
1: I know, I usually stream on Mondays, but because of the crazy weekend we had, um, my stream will be tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow.
1: So we're gonna be playing it's only um,
0: a day
1: uh, Pokemon Emerald. Uh Why? Oh, that
0: was beautiful.
1: You're very welcome. That was beautiful.
0: Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> and as always, my name's Nerdy.
1: And I'm Clarus.
0: Do something nerdy tonight.
1: Bye. Bye bye.